My hometown had this amusement park called Big Cyrus World. It was founded in 1946 by a man named Howard Madden. The park was inspired by his imaginary friend, Big Cyrus. When he was little, his parents would take him to amusement parks in the summertime. However, his parents were too busy with their work to pay attention to him on other days. Howard became so lonely that he eventually invented Big Cyrus. Big Cyrus was a chunky, fuzzy humanoid with green and purple stripes, curly horns, and a pig snout. Whenever he played with his imaginary friend, young Howard pretended that they were in an amusement park. When he was of age, Howard decided to save up to make his amusement park based on Big Cyrus. After years of hard work, he finally made his wish come true. For years, Big Cyrus World brought joy to my town. It became so popular that people from all over the tri-state area came to visit. With such an excellent reputation, you'd think that Big Cyrus World would last forever, but something happened that caused everything to fall apart. Since the park's grand opening, strange things began happening. It started with the little things like power outages and some attractions. Thankfully, nothing resulted in injuries or death. These things could have quickly passed as technical difficulties, had things not gotten creepier. For example, security guards had reported seeing black silhouettes on CCTV footage. When they appeared, the attractions they were at suddenly malfunctioned. There were also times when the intercom suddenly turned on and a raspy voice was heard, speaking in an unknown language. Back then, everyone in my hometown believed that the Soviet Union was behind the strange events. This was during the Cold War, so it was the first thing that came to everyone's minds. The problem was that everyone blamed everything that went wrong on the USSR. For example, my grandpa walked by a neighbor's house while the said neighbor was trying to start his lawnmower. He then got mad, stomped on the lawnmower, and yelled something about Stalin messing with our technology. Whenever my grandpa told this story, he reenacted the entire scene he'd witnessed. I still laugh every time I think about the neighbor who blamed Stalin for his broken lawnmower. The final straw happened in 1971, when Howard was found dead in his office. According to the police, Howard looked as if he were attacked by a wild animal. This theory was immediately ruled out for a few reasons. For starters, there was a tall fence surrounding the park. Second, the office was locked from the inside. All the police found was a handwritten note on Howard's desk. It demanded that Big Cyrus World be shut down and never open again. Forensics confirmed that Howard wrote the note. Big Cyrus World was Howard's dream one that he worked so hard to make come true. Nobody could understand why he'd want the park to shut down. Regardless, the law decided to fulfill Howard's final wish. Rumors began to spread about Howard's motives to close Big Cyrus World. The most popular one was that his killer forced him to write that note. The killer was believed to be a disgruntled ex-employee who Howard fired himself. Howard's murder was never solved, and Big Cyrus' world was abandoned forever. My story began 
about 50 years after the amusement park's closing. I have a friend named Jessica who loved exploring abandoned places and recording her adventures for YouTube. One day, she called me to ask a favor. Since the 50th anniversary of Big Cyrus World's closure was approaching, Jessica decided to explore there next. The problem was the park's entrance was an iron gate sealed with chains and a lock, and the walls were too high for Jessica to scale. I happen to own a pair of bolt clippers, so Jessica asked me to unlock the gate for her. For the record, I never condoned Jessica's hobby. No matter how many times I told her to stop, she continued trespassing in abandoned places. I told Jessica that I wanted no part of her adventure. She said she just needed to borrow my bolt clippers and nothing more. I sighed, then told her to come over and retrieve them. But to my dismay, Jessica was already at the park and asked me to bring them to her. I clenched my fist as I knew that Jessica wouldn't stop bothering me until I did what she asked. So I told her that I'd bring the bull clippers to her. It was already dusk and I met Jessica at the gate. I'd just cut the chains when I noticed something through the bars. I saw a silhouette of someone standing in the park. When I told Jessica, the shape suddenly shifted away from my sight. And I mean shifted as in, whoever that was, moved while staying perfectly still. I was terrified, but Jessica was excited. When she entered the amusement park, I'd put my bolt clippers back in the car before going after her. I feared that whoever I saw in the park could hurt Jessica, or worse. So I planned to keep her safe until she was out of the park. The paved floor was weathered and cracked. The rides were covered with rust and tangled in overgrown vegetation. I tried to stay out of the camera's way as Jessica recorded for her video. The last thing I wanted was to be labeled as an accomplice. Finally, our journey brought us to the office building where Howard Madden himself worked. This building was partially served as security where guards could watch CCTV footage and make announcements on the intercom. It was also where the big Cyrus costume was kept after hours. Jessica and I were surprised to see that the glass door was smashed as if someone had broken in. I grabbed her arm telling her we had to leave. She suggested that the door could have been broken for a while. I wasn't entirely convinced she was right, but I still went in with her. The office building was full of dust and cobwebs. Jessica said that the big Cyrus costume was kept somewhere on the ground level, and she made sure her camera showed everything to her potential audience as we searched for the outfit. Meanwhile, I couldn't help but notice how cold it was in that building. It was the middle of summer, so it was pretty warm outside. Plus, the building was abandoned, so it couldn't have had air conditioning. Yet somehow, Jessica didn't seem to notice. We arrived at the locker room where the costume was kept. The door was closed, but it wasn't locked. There was a large locker with the door slightly ajar. On the door was a piece of tape with the words, Big Cyrus, written on it. This is it, viewers, Jessica said as her camera was aimed at the locker. The resting place of the famous Big Cyrus. I wanted to tell her that the costume may not be there. But I kept quiet as I didn't want to start a fight by interrupting her video. She opened the locker and, to my surprise, the costume was there. 
Jessica became giddy with excitement. While she continued talking, I thought I'd heard something from the hallway. My heart raced as I assumed it was the police. I took a peek outside to be sure, but saw something else. It was a dark figure, presumably the same one I saw earlier. The shadow started running towards me, and I slammed the door shut. Jessica started yelling at me for ruining her video, but I interrupted her saying that there was someone in the hall. She fell silent before asking if it was the police. After a minute of silence, I slowly opened the door. Not all the way, just enough to peek through the crack. The figure was gone, but this only amplified my fear. The building was massive, meaning that whoever I saw could be anywhere. I turned to Jessica and could tell by her expression that we were thinking the same thing. We had to get out of this amusement park. I was faster than Jessica, so I got out of the building first and stopped in front of the entrance, waiting for Jessica to come out. When she didn't, I began to worry and ran back in. I traveled the same path to her locker room, and before I knew it I was back in there. I looked around and noticed that the big Cyrus costume was missing, and Jessica's camera was on the ground. I was about to pick it up when I noticed something about the locker. There were no hooks to hang up the costume. I was sure that it was standing upward, as if it were hung up on something. My thoughts were suddenly interrupted by Jessica, screaming. I bolted out of the locker room and saw something in the hallway adjacent to the one I'd just gone down. I didn't know whether to be scared or confused by what I saw. Big Cyrus, or rather the costume, was standing down the hallway. I thought it might be Jessica trying to scare me. I told her off for pulling this stupid prank. As I continued to scold her, I saw the costume's mouth open. The smile revealed razor-sharp teeth, and a long tongue slithered out. Claws grew from Big Cyrus's fingers and toes as he let out a deep growl. I stood there, stunned by what I was witnessing. The abomination roared, snapping me out of my trance. I ran out of the office building and towards the gates. As I hurried out of that hell, more of those silhouettes began appearing around me. Their arms reached out to me as they stood in place. Thank goodness I left the gate open. I escaped Big Cyrus World and got into my car. Before driving off, I took one last look at the amusement park. Big Cyrus and those dark apparitions stood at the gate. I never saw Jessica again. Her parents reported her missing the following day. When the police queried for Jessica's whereabouts, I told them fragments of the truth. I told the police that Jessica had informed me that she was going to Big Cyrus World the day before. This didn't surprise them as they'd dealt with Jessica's trespassings in the past. When the police searched Big Cyrus World, all they found was Jessica's camera. However, it was smashed to bits. I guess Jessica caught Big Cyrus on camera, and he wanted to dispose of the evidence. After that terrifying evening, I decided to do some digging. It turned out that there had been multiple reports of the Big Cyrus character acting strange in the past, like staring at random people and appearing seemingly out of nowhere. From what I've witnessed, I doubt that the mascot was ever some guy in a costume.
I then realized that Howard Madden's friend wasn't really imaginary. Now I understand what happened to him and why he wanted to close Big Cyrus' world. And I hope that Big Cyrus, or whatever he is, never leaves his park.